Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. to another week of G Thanks Just Bought It, the podcast where we talk about what we just bought and what you might need to buy next. I'm your host, Caroline Moss, and we're recording on March 25th. I'm personally on uh, day 17 of social distancing, um, and I'm going crazy. I'm joined today across the country by your favorite New Yorker writer and the author of the best-selling book, Trick Mirror, Gia Tolentino. Hi, Gia. Welcome. Hi. Seven, day 17, huh? Well, so we hung out with a friend of ours who's a doctor, uh, uh, like two and a half weeks ago, and it uh, it scared me into staying yeah. into staying home. Good. Um, what day good. are you on? I think I'm on day maybe eleven or something. That feels like I'm more not sure. Normal to me. <laughs> it's a competition, by the way. We're all gonna <laughs> sync up our days at the end, and there's gonna be a prize. Um, well, what's I mean the like normally though it's it's funny like normally i i love spending all day by myself kind of mm-hmm. like you know in disgusting sweatpants looking like shit you know do yep. like normally this is a like dream. i i spent like a year in self quarantine in the peace corps basically <laughs> like i i do this all the time but there's it's so it's really remarkable how different it is. Like I realize that the sense of peace I get from doing it is like this sort of is completely related to the fact that most people are living normal lives and you know yeah no there was a tweet like maybe earlier what is time anymore it could have been two weeks ago it could have been last night I don't know but it it was like I want to go back to normal where I'm doing this but you're all outside and I yeah I, I like really felt that I was this is like my normal like I'm a, I'm a, more of an introvert than an extrovert. Like I like being inside. I love a day of just watching Law and Order or Real Housewives. And now all of a sudden, that's the only thing I can do. I'm like dreaming of doing things I've never done before. Like I don't know, going, oh, going yeah. for runs, like with friends in, oh my the, in God. the mountains, which I which I won't all do I can, when we're allowed to do that again. Anyway, <laughs> all I can think about is like going out dancing. Like I, I'm yes. like so deeply craving being in like a crowded, sweaty room full of strangers and I super know. loud music. Like, like I, like I was on, you know, have like on a zoom call with a, with a bunch of my friends last night. And we were like, you know, after this, are we going to stop sort of hugging people and shaking hands when we meet them? And mm-hmm. I was like, or are we just going to like fucking make out with every stranger we see? Like, I think it also, it, <laughs> I hope it's both in a little bit. I feel yeah. like it's like, yeah, same. I, don't, don't you feel like our, our grandkids, or you know how I don't know if you think about your um grandparents this way but this is how I thought about my grandparents because they were like of the depression era so I've talked about this before but like my grandma like you know if it was there there was like a um a 10 for 10 deal on something at the grocery store she'd have to get it even though she's like one person and wasn't gonna eat 10 boxes of Cheerios but there was this little kind of like food hoarder within her and now I'm like yeah. every time I see Clorox wipes am I going to be like I got it I have to have them like are we going to have we like... will have that response yeah <laughs> I mean truly like 
I, I have one thing of Lysol because I bought a chair secondhand at Goodwill um, when we moved to L.A. So like in the beginning of January and Jolie Care was like Lysol the chair while you're cleaning yeah. it because it'll. And now this can of Lysol means everything to me. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's just I can't believe I have this. It's who has ever bought Lysol it's before? I, it's a it's precious. I'm going to hand it down to my children. And right. Exactly. <laughs> like the special Lysol like grandma used during the coronavirus pandemic. Um, so are you um, and your boyfriend now working at home together? Is that how you guys usually do it? Like what's what's been your routine? It's funny. So we've been we've been together for like 11 years, but he's an architect. So and, and we have like a we have a very I mean, we're both one thing that I've become especially conscious of and grateful for is that we're both like really, really, really even keel. Like I think like extraordinarily even keel and I'm very glad for it right now. Yeah. But all, one of the reasons, so it's like, we, we never fight. We've had probably like five fights in our whole relationship and that's exclusively, I mean, I, I could chalk like 80% of that up to the fact that he works like 12 hours a day. Oh wow. So we like, we like never see each other. We hang out on weekends. And honestly, for me, that's great because, you know, like yeah. it's as, as many people are learning, you know, when you're stuck in the house all day with your partner, it is, it's a little, it's a little too much. It's a little too much familiarity. So we, yeah. when I sold my book like two years ago, Ago, we bought a little house upstate in Socrates. Nice. And so we're there. And my friend Haley is staying in our apartment. And yeah, it's like we we worked from home together a couple like in Brooklyn a couple of days last week, just and it's it's untenable. Like we're both on too many phone calls. It's it's hard. Uh yeah, it's not like the, our apartment's just not big enough. It's a one bedroom. Got it. And so I'm I've never like I've never been I mean, I think. I've, I've been spending one thing that I feel like I've just been spending so much time thinking about and it's a useless thought. I mean, it's, it's, it seems like a useless thought, but hopefully it translates into something less useless is I feel like this, um, like of all of the things about life that this era, which hasn't even really started has, has thrown into really sharp relief as I feel like your, your particular degree of luck is, is so clear, you know, like I feel so lucky, like my editor has two young kids at home and his wife is still having to go into work, you know, like I, I've been so conscious of, I was like, this is a dream. Like I'm fucking cruising. I'm just up here, you know, looking at a big backyard full of snow and, you know, making cookies. It's chill. (laughs) Yeah. I'm for, there's definitely like an element that's like, if my biggest problem right now, you know, if everyone in my life is healthy and I can like maintain that my family on the East coast is staying inside, you know, it's very, it's a very stressful time. It's a very anxiety inducing time, but like my particular place in it is not stressful at all like you know we don't have kids like we if if our biggest problem is that there's like too much tv or that like yeah or that like we don't have enough flour to make this specific recipe um is right that's fine (laughs) um yeah and it's like we're like it's like global one percent like we're chilling yeah and that's why I think of all of the people I know who are home with kids of a certain age I feel like the the parents of kids who are like I don't know, like ass wiping age, like, like if you have kids that can like wipe their own butts and tie their own shoes and stuff, like you're in a better position, but like kid parents who have toddlers, um, who still have, Oh yeah. Or just being a, being a single parent right now, like you'd be so, you'd be so like, it's, yeah, I've just been 
grateful to have like a comfortable space and um yeah it's wild it's just I'm yeah I'm gonna watch a lot of tv I'm gonna try not to look at twitter and the news too often I've had to cut myself off because I'm like I don't need to know everything yeah like it's too much I think like it's just too much um so I've just been watching a lot of television and playing Animal Crossing which I'm really enjoying um now I'm a gamer um but (laughs) you are pregnant yeah I'm pregnant I'm like 18 weeks tomorrow yeah thank you how is that I'm I'm very glad that this I'm very very glad that this you know fetus is on the inside and not a baby on the outside (laughs) well Andrew and I were hiking a couple of days ago and I did like look at him and I was like God damn, what if I was like, what if we are alone together for like eight months because of this baby? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, like, what if it's like us at home? And I, and like, I got this like sudden like shimmer of like, oh, fuck. Yeah. But yeah, I feel, I feel very, 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 very glad that, um, that this is a fetus inside me requiring no childcare. Yep. Um, and also that, you know, like 18 weeks. So I've got, they, they're, I'm probably going to be induced at 37 because I have a history of high blood pressure. Okay. So I have 20 ish more weeks and I'm so, so glad that I'm not delivering like tomorrow, you mm-hmm. know, like all the women who are having to deliver alone. Like I really, yeah. you know, I I'm, I'm hoping like, obviously hoping that's not the case by the time I go in, but I, like, I really, really, really feel for women that are having to deliver now until the surge. Yeah. Like, I, I think, like, I'm due in August. I feel You'll like... You'll be okay. That's a good time. Yeah. And, then, and for those who don't yeah. know, um, because... I don't know that every hospital or every state has mandated this, but in New York, yeah, yeah, New York hospitals, New York yeah. hospitals have now said also because New York hospitals are um, historically also like overcrowded anyway. And I yeah. know that a lot of people don't know this, but if you want your own private room to you deliver, have to you have it. to pay yeah. for it. Um, I know, like, and it's a lot of money. Um, <laughs> it's which, a lot, of money. which is why people don't like having C sections in New York hospitals because it costs them so much money just to stay there. Um, but yeah, so in New York, what they're doing is they're saying, you know, the 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 woman has to come in and, and give birth without, uh, her partner and, um, or their partner. And, um, that sucks. Like that's really scary scary. for both the partner and the person giving birth. And especially if it's your first child, I don't know, like that, that's like a whole other thing of stress. And I have friends who are in that position and it just, it sucks. Yeah. Yeah, It sucks. Yeah. In in terms of also like in terms of medical outcomes, it's not going to, I mean, you know, like everyone's triaging everything and the sort of utilitarian calculus, but, but it's definitely going to be terrible. You know, it's like, I was, I mean, I already assume like I got a doula. I'm totally down for her to be zooming into my birth, which I think is what's going to (laughs) be happening. But even like, that was one of the, like, I've been pretty, um, I've wondered, and it's been interesting, obviously being pregnant during this, you know, like I, having a body that is oriented towards a particular time in the future mm-hmm. in the way that like, like me temperamentally, I, I never think about the future. I like, I find it really hard to think more than like a month ahead or even like, like I've always, I've always like, and I used to think this was because I smoked so much weed, but now I can't smoke weed and now, and, and I yeah. still have this. So maybe it's wow. just my personality, <laughs> but like, I, I find it really hard. Like to me, I have, I, I've always had a lot of sor- sort of systemic, larger existential, social, structural anxiety. Sure. But in terms of personal anxiety, I, I, I almost never have any at all. Like for me, I'm always like, I, 
I have zero control over anything other than like literally what I'm doing at this exact moment. I wow. can't even control what I'm going to do in an hour. Wow. I can only control it then. I have like, no experience like, I, with this way of thinking. This is like an well, incredible I, revelation. I mean, it's it's really like I, I've, I've always found it pretty easy to embrace my own powerlessness to do anything other than like literally what I'm doing at the moment. <laughs> and I've been wondering, but I have, I was wondering if pregnancy would change that because it's like, like, even writing a book was the first time that I had thought like two years into the future. Mm-hmm. It was like sort of like wrenching myself into being like, okay, like in two years, you're going to like decide that this, like, this is, you're going to, you're going to fix on a goal. Cause I try to also be very like non attached, like non attached to outcomes, sure. but with a book, you're like, okay, like you want to produce something. Yes. And then with this, it's like, it, it occurred to me early on, you know, this is, this is the most I've ever felt attached to a particular outcome, right? It's like you, yeah. you do want to have a healthy child and you don't want to miscarry. Right. So like, and, and, and that sort of attachment to a particular outcome has felt new to me, Yeah, but especially because that is, it is out of your control in a lot of ways. Like it's in yeah. your control and also out of your control. Like what will be, yeah. will be, but it's very hard to detach yourself from, I mean, I've never been pregnant, but I, I assume it's pretty hard to detach yourself from this idea that like, you know, you aren't responsible for the, like this, this yeah. like existential sort of part of having a baby like whereas like you know you you can do all the right things you can stop smoking weed you can like not drink heavily or whatever like you know yeah. and not eat raw fish or whatever they tell you to do um even though but, I have been I have been eating sushi I mean, and I have it's, it's weird like your body like it's it's like this is the first time in my life like gr- thankfully my body has not wanted like I totally thought I would be doing glass of wine a night by now but I can't even like, you know, normally I simply love to drink a lot of wine, but mm-hmm. I, but like it, it tastes really astringent. Like it oh, tastes, interesting. yeah. And I'm, I'm so thankful for that. But like my body was definitely like, you know, deli meat and sushi, like give it to me. Right. You know, so I was like, whatever, I'll do whatever. But there's, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely like, this is also the first time in my life that I haven't over-researched something. Like right. normally I want to know, but you know, like you start going into it and it's so, so paternalistic and it's so like, check all the ingredients in your makeup. And I'm like, I'm absolutely not doing that. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm right. not taking a level of responsibility. Like the, the, yes. I'm not going to miscarry because, because my mascara has like a fucking phthalate in it or whatever. Yeah. Like it's, that's right. you know, it's, and, and so I just, and so for most things, like in terms of I, I've turned like the figuring out what gear to get part like completely over to my boyfriend. I'm like, you have to like, I, I can't I'm I'm like not very interested in that kind of thing. And sure. he definitely is. Oh, good. And I and like most things I've been like, you still have no power over this. Like you can mm-hmm. just like try to do what makes your body feels good on a try to do what makes your body feel good on a day-to-day basis. But you have no power over the outcome. Right. But the only thing that I did was like, right after I found out, I was like, okay, I need a doula because, because I, um, because it's like, I, I definitely feel like there's, I was just like, there's no way that I could do this without like a woman next to me who's done this before, you know? Oh, for sure. Like, it's like, there's just no, um, and yeah, I, but, uh, but you know what? Zoom is better than nothing. (laughs) I think you might be okay by August. Um, yeah, that's true. And I think that your personality type of being chill and not 
a future thinker is probably going to come in really handy um, as this goes right forward. Now. Are you and you're planning on de- delivering in uh, Manhattan or Brooklyn, not Socrates? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Delivering at Len- Lenox Hill. Lenox um, Hill. And yeah, where Beyonce delivered, but I won't yes. be, you know, renting out the floor. Yeah, well, <laughs> like she, like she did. <laughs> that's really funny. My, um, my, I think my grandmother also delivered it at Lenox Hill. Really? Yeah, that's I think so that's cool. where my mom was born. Um, no, it's, it's, it's a crazy time. And um, I'm happy that you're early enough in this in this pregnancy to not have to deal with some of the things that I know some of the people that we now are dealing with. Um, yeah, man, I really harrowing. Yeah. And, and, you know, like I feel it's, I feel so conscious of being just low risk in so many areas of life, you know, Mm -hmm. like I, I think, I think that, I mean, I, it's funny, I can't tell, like I, I've spent a lot, like even when I got, when I found out that I was pregnant at the end of last year, I, you know, I felt like I felt worse than I've ever felt in my life for the first trimester. And I, and, but mostly I kept thinking like, I'm so fucking lucky Mm. that I don't have to stand up all day behind a cash register while Mm -hmm. I feel like this, you know, like it's like, I have a job where I can be in sweatpants. And if I really need to lay face down on the floor for five minutes, I can do it. And no one will say shit to me. And, um, and, and I felt like, I think maybe I was talking to friends about this last night. Like I can't, everyone was like, you'll feel way better in the second trimester. And I can't tell whether I'm sort of security blanketed by hormones right now, or if they've just kind of returned me to my actual self. Sure. But I feel really like I, I feel insulated by something that's happening. Good. Horm- hormonally which that's, is a real nice. a real blessing yeah, yeah. there's definitely yeah, a lot of really like nice. perspective happening and also like even that you had that thought of like well thank god you know or I'm so lucky that my job sort of like affords the life that most pregnant people would want to experience which is that I am sitting at a desk and I don't have to get dressed and I don't have to like you know but yeah. I mean that was even before this when when grocery know, clerks right. became exactly. like on the front lines and I'm sure a lot of them are pregnant and I'm sure this is really scary Totally. So that I mean, that's going to be so scary. It's horrible, and it's a and and also just worrying about healthcare and like there's all this stuff that I think um, yeah. this particular kind of crisis that we're living through is um, putting yeah. into perspective. And yeah, we really are we really are lucky. Like um, content creation can be done. <laughs> Uh, yeah, anywhere. Our, our, our useless. Our, our, I was going to say our fake jobs. Um, oh yeah, our totally useless jobs. I um, I. We were just sorry. What were you just saying about the um, oh, I the the moment of like the only moment of real spiraling dread I've had, or yeah. you know the the strongest moment of real spiraling dread I've had was before I had gone upstate, and I think it was, I think it was like the the California prime like the that week of prime, Super Tuesday, yeah, I yeah, guess, yeah, yeah, and yeah. and it was like oh we're fuck we're walking away from Medicare for all in the uh-huh. middle of a, of a pandemic like that, that gave me a level of, of, of just like unimaginable dread in a yeah. way that is, you know, is, is different, I guess, from this specifically. Yeah. It, that, but yeah, I'm reporting a piece on like the, all the mutual aid networks that are mm. like springing up everywhere. And, you know, the, it's, and like the question that I've been thinking about, it's like, you know, mutual aid work, you know, whether it's, you know, like the Black Panther Party doing childcare or like, you know, the, or just like gay communities, you know, like 
establishing houses for each other. Like yeah. it's, it's always a, it's always a signal of state failure, right. Or like right. total state indifference to a community. And right now it's like the, the whole U S I mean, so much of the world is lit up it with these networks that indicate yes. state failure. Yep. And, and it's like, and it's like with all those, and it's like the work is both really, really meaningful and inspirational and also so, so depressing because yeah, it's like, it you know, this, like this. Could yeah, just that be we're like, like stringing together a mm-hmm. safety net on the on the backs of people's like willingness to stay up all night coordinating grocery deliveries. Like yeah. it's really. Yeah, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's really it is it's it's definitely highlighting. um Uh, I mean, I think there are a lot of us who have already been keen to the fact that either our systems were made to be um, unequal or that they are or that they are obvious. They're ignored by so many people for being unequal. Um, And this whole crisis, especially happening around voting and that we don't have vote by mail and that we don't have any like anything in place. And it's 2020. And then we also have all these like startups that can like create all of this stuff but we don't have enough medical masks so that like I don't know the whole thing is like highlighting everything that's broken about this country and and that's kind of been the scariest thing for me um is just that it is incredible that we have people who are given millions and millions of millions of dollars I mean you think about in a world where like in the last five years we had Elizabeth Holmes convince people to like fund her like blood capsule that right and her like fake blood printer and then and then we get to an actual medical emergency and the problem that we have is that we don't have enough masks right and like Bellevue ER physicians are are on GoFundMe it's it's crazy and it's like we've we've spent a lot of time the like dot com and it's all I don't know I hate seeing how it's all like linked because it's like that's where my anxiety about personal responsibility kicks in it's like well how many you know but it is of course it just feels this is kind of the, the time when I'm like oh we definitely are living in a simulation like it's too perfect we're like in some sort of like Truman show where like oh wow like it turns out we had the money all along we just didn't put it towards the right things um and it's scary so it's yes it's scary and it's stressful but I try to wake up every day and just be like my personal responsibility to everybody in this world is to stay home. And like, that's what I can control. So like, that's all I'm totally trying to do. And then otherwise I will spiral. Um, and it's very weird being like, we could not have timed this move any more perfectly. Um, Mm -hmm. if we moved a little later, I think it would have, uh, messed us up or scared us into not moving. But like, I've never ever lived more than like 90 minutes from where I grew up. Um, Mm -hmm. so like and I'm the only person or my aunt also lives in California and San Francisco, but like she and I are the only people who live across the country. Like my whole family is on the East coast. Most of them are in New York. And so at 32 moving away, um, and really not having a reason to just being like, Oh, we wanted to like try something new. Both our jobs can be done from home. Like this is such weird timing. (laughs) Um, there's a lot of good about California being here because there's a lot more outdoor space. There's just a lot more space to breathe. And I'm sure you're getting that upstate a little bit, but it's so strange to not have, um, community here. Like, I feel like if I were in Brooklyn, I would like, understand you know how to organize like I would totally be like delivering groceries or like organizing you know 
fundraisers for like specific small businesses or local restaurants or whatever. And if you put a gun to my head and said like name five restaurants in Los Angeles, I wouldn't be able to do it. Like I could probably name two. And one of them is the McDonald's that I think I drove through the day we moved in. So uh, it's very strange because it feels, it feels kind of like I'm stuck on vacation. Like it feels like I'm in a long-term vacation, but anyway, we're all, we're like literally 25 minutes into this podcast, which is about buying things. And, uh, (laughs) and, but I know that when we talked prior to all of this, happening you said you're not much of a you consume but you're not much of a like product hawker yeah well it's it's so funny and and I'm so glad that I I I this this bra is literally the only thing that I've ever because I think that's what I told you I was like I yeah you know I had to think and then you were like oh I have this bra yes yeah it's like I I like you know I mean but I I don't it's true I don't really like shopping I don't (laughs) like there's some things that I um there are some things that I really like shopping for, like which what? is mostly like, uh, let's see, like uh, plants mm-hmm. um, and food and some sort like sometimes like I, when I bought rugs for the house upstate, Ooh, that was that. like the most excited I had. You know? I love decor. Yeah. 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 Like, and, and it's, yeah, I like house stuff, kitchen stuff, um, ish, mm-hmm. but clothes, not really like beauty stuff, not really. Mm-hmm. And, um, the only clothes I really like buying are like, if it's like a a special occasion and you have to get something fancy, I like doing that. Sure. But mostly I, but mostly I find shopping, like, this is why I've turned the baby, like my friend, one of my friends sent Andrew, like a big long spreadsheet of baby gear. And I was like, great, you have to pick. Like I, I get a little overwhelmed by the time it takes to pick, you know, to, to figure out what the good thing is. It's like a decision. Yeah. And, it, and, and I, I don't want to be in charge of that. I get it. <laughs> yeah. But, but the one thing, like actually like this, this bra that completely changed my life. Wow. Is, That's um, like huge. Like, um, seller. Oh, it's huge. It's also like, it's so there are some things, you know, there are those things that you're, I mean, I guess this is what this podcast is literally all about, but there are things that you're obsessed with. And then you tell all your friends about them. And then sometimes there's like a 0% return rate. Sure. And then sometimes there's like a 90%, like there was a period last year, the year before where all I could, I would just get drunk and talk about the three body trilogy. Sure. And I'd be like, you have to read it. Like you have to fucking read it. That's me and with then, Knives Out right now. I finally yeah. saw Knives Out like six months later. And oh, it's now so I'm, funny. I'm like, like accosting everyone being like, have you seen Knives Out? They're like, yeah, in theaters like four months ago. Like you're the last one yeah. to see Knives Out. <laughs> but yes, it's when you get so yeah. excited about something. Well, I mean, yeah, we do that on this podcast all the time. And there are things I feel like because this, we reach such a wide range range of people it's like I can guarantee that like something on every episode is gonna hit with some people but like I can always tell when something is like a widespread phenomenon like the Revlon one step that Madison yeah and um uh recommended and then the the diamond dazzle stick which is literally just like a tied tied stick um for your jewelry like it just cleans your jewelry Mm. um that I felt like people were emailing me about and being really excited about. And it feels it like it totally checks a, a box for my like Maslow's hierarchy of needs of, is people thinking that I gave them a good recommendation. And so was this bra like a 90% return rate of success? Yeah. It's, it's, it's like there, there are only a few things in my life that have been like this. And like, honestly, three body trilogy was one of them. And then this <laughs> bra, I would say like, I now have 
12 to 15 female friends that only wear this bra the so same what, way that I do. What is and it? Like, we'll like, and we'll like flash each other at a restaurant and oh, like man. send each other pictures of <laughs> like, it's so, so I think, you know, I think there comes a time mm. in every, um, <laughs> in every woman's life where you realize you've been wearing like shitty fucking bras yep. and you don't know your actual size yep. and you know the the band is too big and the straps are super dingy and, and like you're not washing like it enough or you're washing it you're too not washing much it enough. it's like it's it's shaped crazy like it's starting to pill like and you just and you just look you look at yourself one day and you're like this is a nightmare yep and I think for me it took a long time like I remember when I this is so and like again because I don't really pay attention to what I have or think about upgrading it very often. And so I can go a really long time, you know, like truly in the dirtbag life. Like when I, when I went to Peace Corps, I remember I had this, my best girlfriend was this super hot French woman and she, and I like, we were talking about what we'd packed and she was like, well, how many bras did you pack? And I was like, I don't know, two sports bras, two regular ones. Mm -hmm. And she was like, Gia, (laughs) Gia, (laughs) Gia, I packed 14 bras, you know? Oh my God. And I was like, Oh, like, uh, you know, and I realized, uh, but then, you know, I still, I don't even remember. I think I just bought my bras at target, you know, sure. kind of guess what my guess, what my size was. Yep. But then I think this, I think around 2016, I was, cause I remember I was working, I was, it was right before I stopped working at Jezebel and our office was in union square and there was a journal like right on the, between the I know that journal. Yep. Yeah. On yeah. 17th. Yeah. <laughs> It's and like near the dig in, up, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I and I had gotten up that morning and I had like put on, you know, my dingy bra and uh, like a dingy sweater from Forever 21 and I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, "Man, my boobs look like shit." And I like <laughs> and I I I really like my boobs. Like I they're they're really good. Like they're very like I I just I like them okay. and they look terrible. And I was like, "Why do they look <laughs> terrible? I have great boobs." Yeah. And so I just walked into the, you know, and then I was like, maybe I, I, I guess I had been reading like the osmosis of women's media articles that were like, you're wearing the wrong bra size. Well, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm probably wearing the wrong bra size. Right. So I went to this journal and I was like, I, you know, need a new bra <laughs> help. And they fit me. And, you know, my size was completely different from what I thought it was. And they like brought me this bra to try on and it's the Notori feathers bra. It's, yes. ex- it's really expensive. It's like $68, I think. Yes. Um, which is, but is really high. I mean, it's it depends, very, very high. It depends on the way but if that you, you wear think, it. Right. If it's the thing that yeah. you wear all the time, you don't actually and if, and need if, so many. Yeah. It's exactly. True. And if, and if you like, so honestly, like I just like spend a year alternating between two of them and yep. it's actually a great and cost per use. It's very low. And like, I truly can't tell you like this bra it's like, I like friends of mine will text me after I like, they'll text me and they'll be like, Oh, I just got it. I feel like I finally, like my boobs finally understand yeah. like how they're supposed to live. Yep. Like it's like it, the reason why it's so good is that like it, the band is perfect. Like mm-hmm. it's sort of, it's sort of that really elusive. It's like that feeling if you've ever had sort of like, it's a, the, is it the feathers you know, like, plunge bra? I'm just looking at the, yeah, it's, the, okay. it's the feathers plunge bra. So cute. And the, the band is so good that even if you didn't have the straps on something about the structure of the bra, it's like, it would stay up and support you all by itself. That yeah. sort of elusive. And you know, there's never, and what it is, it's like, it's like sort of a regular, a regular bra that is 
that is overlaid with a sort of deep V lace netting. It. Yeah, it's so or, it's delicate looking. It's like sexy, but it's not like not uh it like it's efficient. Like it's efficient and it yeah, looks it's, cute. It's super, super efficient. But yeah, but it looks it, it like it doesn't look bad if you're wearing something and it shows a little bit. Right. And and the 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 little bit of like the the lace V makes it look a little deliberate. And yep. it's um and and so basically like no matter what this what I have found with so many friends with very different body types and breast sizes and shapes, mm-hmm. it's like somehow this bra there's some way to adjust the band and the, and the strap so that it really fits. like your boobs are just sitting exactly where they should be. Ugh. And you know, like there's, you don't get marks on your, on your back or your shoulders or afterwards. Like in the side you, of your boob from like the underwire or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you never get gapping. Oh, like, that's and, and great. my, and my boobs, like they, they like that, that was the first like my boobs change a lot, you know, Yeah. like they would just like get bigger on my period or whatever, like go up and down, even a cup size mm-hmm. and the bra just always fit. Yep. It's just like, oh, I nice. really can't say like if, if anyone is in the, well, you know, after this is over <laughs> when we're wearing real, <laughs> when we're bras wearing again. bras again. Right. Well, it's actually on if sale right go, now. Yeah. Cause I went, Ooh. I just went to bare necessities.com. Um, and the notory feathers plunge bra is actually 51 and it usually is 68. Um, so I'm adding mm, one to my cart shit. right now because yeah. so on my 32nd birthday, which was the day before Thanksgiving this past year, um, the Nordstrom on 57th opened, mm-hmm. um, and it was like a big to do. And my friend lives up, um, on central park South. And so we were like, uh, we wanted to go see like the balloons, you know, the night before Thanksgiving or whatever, but it was so yeah. crowded and it was raining and it was just like kind of gross. Um, and it wasn't even that like nice fall rain. It was like still hot out cause global warming and yeah. So it was like this humid growth. And so we were like, okay, well, instead of doing that, we're just going to go to Nordstrom. And I was like, oh, I want to get a new bra. And of course, like Nordstrom is one of those places where, you know, a woman wearing like a, a measuring tape around her neck, like kind of yeah, like marches yeah. right up to you. And yeah. I was just like, you know what? It's my birthday. Like I deserve. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I want to get, I want to finally know what my bra size is. And she's, she's so and cute. was it totally different than what you thought uh, it was? Yeah. I thought I was a, th- yeah, I thought wild. I was a 38 C and she was like, you're a 36 double D. And I was like, oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> I think I had always thought I was a 34 C, uh-huh. but then in, in this bra, I was a 30 D. Yep. And I was like, what? Yeah. That doesn't you know, even make any like, sense. Like, but, but then you realize like, it's like what, what you generally think of as like my boobs don't look like it or now they do, but they, they didn't look like a D before, but it's just, yeah. Like, I, I think like we all look at the cup size and we just like guess based on what we think that cup size looks like. Right. I mean, I, I, I was like, I could ever have, if you had told me my, um, my like interpretation of a double D is like Hooters, Jenny McCarthy, yeah, yeah, exactly. like, singled out yeah, 1996, Rabbit, like, yeah, like, massive yeah. tits. Carmen Electra. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's not my body. A, because I'm not right. like a size, like if you're a size zero with like double D breasts, like, yeah, they look bigger, but be, like, I'm not a size zero. So yeah, like I have yeah. double D boobs, but they're not like, they don't like, uh, they're not, a f- I don't know. They're not, it's just, it's not super noticeable. Um, yeah. But she looked at, she was very nice. Her name was Bo. And if you live in New York and you want to go get your boobs fitted, I like, please go to Bo. We like literally exchange numbers. My friend and I like Love texted that. her on Thanksgiving. She's like my best friend. And, um, 
she put she put a, a bra on. I think it I think I did get one Notori bra and then I got one Chantel bra. I spent way too much money, but it was No, it's so worth magical it. Magical because Because you wear them every day. You literally like wear really... them every day. And when they fit, yeah. you're like, oh, because I also like my boobs. And so but I was yeah. showing her and I like I have no I don't care. I have no shame. So she was like, Well, can I just see how your bra like fits? And like my under boob was like like every time I like yeah. moved my arms, it was like yeah. these yeah. all should have been signs that I wasn't wearing the correct right. bra. But I feel like the society kind of tries to tell you like, well, it's your weird body. Like it's like not the bra's fault. It's like your right. strange boobs. Then she put on the actual 36 double D and it was like they were so perky and there was no gap and the, right. uh, and the, and right. the band wasn't like riding up to my neck. And it yeah, was, yeah, exactly. it's an like amazing the feeling. Just never move. Yes. You shouldn't feel it, but you should feel really secure. Yep. It should never have that weird under boob riding up thing. No. Like it should like everything, like it feels like truly after this bra, I was like, oh, I have never known, I have never known truth before right. this day. And, and I was sort of like, I mean, I genuinely, so one of the first things that happened when I was pregnant was that like my boobs got crazy. Like they went, they, they, they got so, so big. Did you already so know you were pregnant or were your boobs like changing and you were like, maybe I'm pregnant? Well, my boobs had gotten big in December and I texted a picture of them to some of my friends and they were like, you might be pregnant dog. And I was like, nah, but I was. And, <laughs> and, and then like right after I found out, I think, so I found out at five weeks and at seven weeks I had to go buy a new bra and I just went back to Jernel because I just truly like it was a nightmare. And I, and I walked into Jernel and just bought this exact bra two mm -hmm. cup sizes up mm -hmm. and it's, and it like, and, and I, I genuinely think that I will probably be wearing only this bra for the rest of my life. Like, that's how attached I am to it. It is um, so nice. It's, it's a good one. Which Notori one did you get? Um, I didn't get this one. I'm looking right now. Uh, I have one other Notori one, and I really like it. They're Yeah, they're good. My but... favorite thing is to wear a black bra under a white T-shirt because I like it. Yeah. It's like as it's as edgy as I'm going to get. Um, yeah. And I think the one that I got, I'm looking through the thing. I definitely got the like plain t-shirt bra oh I have that the one plush I, I got one. the plush yeah. convertible t-shirt bra I think I have that one too yeah so it, it does the yeah, little it's uh you it's know it's pretty seamless racerback yeah. seamless it just yeah. also everything is seamless when you're wearing the correct size because it yeah gets, exactly it's just you, on your body right 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 like you never see the gross line right. underneath anything and like I, it's and I don't like I don't need padding or push-up or anything and I feel like yeah. sometimes if I was going to Target or like a Nordstrom rack right they all have that they, gross plushy push I just don't need it. My boobs are big. Yeah. And, and when I'm wearing... And also like, it, it feels weird. <laughs> it feels weird. It's just like you're... It's like heavier. It also makes my clothes yeah. fit weirder because it's like I... Yeah, exactly. It like enlarges. Yeah. So when I got married, my wedding dress, um, because I was like... Because I like my boobs so much and I wanted to, you know, highlight the parts of my body that I liked... Um, and I got married in the winter. I wore a long sleeve gown, but it had a like a really plunge neckline. Like the mm -hmm. neckline went down to like a little above my belly button. So uh -huh, my cool. boobs were like it was very like the that Jennifer Lopez like green dress thing, but like not. Yeah. But like also everything else was covered. It was just the neckline order. And the woman who did my um uh like who was my my seamstress person um my tailor uh she mm -hmm. like inserted cups and I had to wear all this like tape to keep them up my boobs stay up uh they're like pretty perky considering my age and my size but like when but like you have to like hold them up when you're kind of wearing that sort of yeah for um, sure and and I remember because this was 
almost like nine or 10 months before I figured out I was wearing the wrong size bra. But I kind of almost thought like, maybe I need to tape up my boobs every time I go out into the world because they looked so much better. And right, it's right. literally just the equivalent of just fixing the strap on your bra that fits. Um, I yeah, think, exactly. I think that people like, I, I mean, because I've, I've been reading, like you said, like I've been reading articles telling me I don't know what bra size I am for like 15 years. But right. it wasn't until recently that I was like, you know what? Maybe I don't know what bra size I am. And because one, it's like you just don't know how much better it could get. You, but it, exactly. it, it gets so good. It, it gets so good. And also good. like truly your clothes look so much better yeah. too. Like when when even just like the, the yeah, the level of perk is correct. Yeah. Like it, it's it crazy. just looks so much better. Yeah. It's almost like the way, you know, those like dumb before and afters, like with people wearing Spanx or whatever. But this is like yeah. actually like if you put on the wrong size bra and put on your favorite shirt and take like a profile picture of yourself and then you find a bra that fits and you wear the same exact outfit you will actually be able to tell like your back looks different your like your I don't know the way that you carry yourself looks different it was really it was really amazing um so yeah this is a great recommendation I'm gonna order this because I really love this Notori plush convertible but I'm gonna I'm going to order the one that you like too once we're back into wearing bras. But I also just think like the best recommendation of all is like go get when we can go near other people. Go get fitted. Go Go get get fitted. fitted. Like you really treat yourself, treat yourself, yourself even if you don't buy anything that day, they don't charge you to get fitted. Like you can just humor someone and find out what your size is Um, because it's. I don't know. There was a part of me that thought I was smart enough to know what my bra size was. But, yeah, same. But clothing companies are uh, out to kill us all. And yeah. So how many? And it doesn't work to do it yourself. No. Like it, it really, it really, you know, like there are all those things. You're just like measure around yeah. your whatever. It's like, we can't do that. You need a pro. You right. need a pro. <laughs> you need a pro. You need a pro. Get someone who knows what they're doing. Um, when yeah. I, so when Get it, someone who does this for a living. For a like, living. Makes boobs look good. And this yeah. isn't just like, I realize this when me and my best friend Bo at Nordstrom were in this, uh, we were doing our bra shopping together. Um, and she was measuring me is like, this is someone who actually knows what they're doing. This isn't just like a random employee who was like handed a tape measure and been like, you're on bra duty today. Like she knew exactly, like, I would say like, I want something like a little sexy and like a little this. And then she would like, go get me the exact thing that I was asking for. And it just, there's a part of me that I feel like before I did that, that because I'm not kind of like, I'm not very girly. I'm not very like, into underwear I guess like I just like what I like and that's what I buy there was a part of me that felt like I didn't belong in like a Nordstrom in the bra department in a way like Journal is kind of like that too it's like these are for like fancy people with like fancy money and but like just go get measured no one's judging it can be it's not that awkward it's literally like having a um like a fussy grandmother sort of like you know picking and pulling at you and then like she comes up with something magical that that fits yeah there's also people in Brooklyn have you heard of Iris the the bra yeah, woman yeah, in yeah. Brooklyn like there are people in Brooklyn who um like there's a woman on Atlantic near Clinton uh street and you like go in the basement of this boutique and she's like this Russian woman and she just like screams at you but then she gives you a bra that like really fits and everyone swears by her but and I also I also think that like yeah because I I definitely don't give a shit about underwear and yeah. it's or like lingerie like whatever I, I don't but you know because one of the reasons one of the reasons for that is that I truly think you can buy cheap underwear and it, and it does the, does whatever you need like yes. it's it, it it's doesn't show it's whatever it's comfortable there's so many things you can buy cheap, you know, like 
relatively cheap versions mm. of it and, it and it does everything you need forever. Bras, I really like of all of the, if I were to rank things that I own where I think like it's worth it to, to, to spend money on it, mm-hmm. I feel like bras would be extremely, extremely high up on that list for me because yeah. they're really, yeah, it, it's like sheets. It's like the cost per use is actually gets pretty yes, low. Exactly. And, and you're, you're in it every day. Yeah. And, and like, like good the, shoes, like, yeah, exactly. these are the it's things like yeah. we should be spending money on. I, I would agree. Yeah. And I don't think I would have said the same less than six months ago, but it's also, um, I was the last week's episode or the, what now that as we are recording the episode I'm referring to is, um, with Lisa Tazi, who uh, worked at BuzzFeed for a while, we worked yeah. together, and she brought me um, a Biologique Recherche um, yeah. Biokiss Balm um, because she was like, "Oh, I had like winter, like makes my lips chapped, it makes my nose chapped, it makes my face chapped, and it's essentially like a face balm." that like fixes all of this stuff, but it's $50. So it's like one of those things that you look at and you're like, I'm not buying like Vaseline yeah. for $50, but the same thing with bras and the same thing with this stuff is that you've probably spent more than what this bra costs trying to find a cheap bra that you like. Exactly. Like I, yeah, yeah. I spend like $26 on average on a bra anyway. And it's not even, it doesn't even make me look good when you open your drawer and you find out that it's like the only one left. You're like mad. Like there's nothing better than like opening your underwear drawer and being like, I would wear any of these pairs of underwear and any of these bras. And yeah, you're totally, not like digging totally. for your good underwear or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. It is true. It's it's kind of like life changing. And now that I know my yeah. breast size, I feel like I will say, I mean, I know this sounds over the top, but I will say like when I started wearing um, a bra that fit, people did ask me if like I had changed something. Like someone was like, did you lose oh. weight? Or like, did you do this? And I'm like, I think I'm just wearing a different bra. <laughs> like, or maybe I just yeah, felt more comfortable. So I was like walking yeah. differently. But yeah, like even you, maybe you were just carrying yourself exactly. differently or something. I was just like a confident, I was Anne Hathaway yeah. in the Devil Wears Prada when she gets all dressed yeah, exactly. up. And I'm like, oh yeah, hello. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Um, I'm <clears throat> sorry. That was not a dry cough. I think I just breathed weird. Are you kind of in this state now where like, no, cause you're not a worrier, but like every time I cough, I'm like, oh my God. I did. Um, I, I, I was, I was like, you know, like sweeping yesterday, you know, I was like, had my face in a bunch of dust yesterday. Yes. And so I was coughing Sure. and I did, I, I get up at least once in the middle of every night to pee, which is, you know, and, and I, and I was coughing when I woke up in the middle of the night because you know, whatever it's dry, it's winter. Yeah. It's also and I still did. flu season. I mean, it's like, <laughs> yeah. like whatever. Did you kind of, yeah, get but I, well, it's, 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 it was the middle of the night. Like it wasn't even so much worry, but you know, it was just that like 4am half conscious brain where I was mm. like, damn, guess I have it now. Yeah. So tomorrow you better, you know, quarantine for me. And, and like, I woke up, I was like, Chia, come on. Yeah. Like, like it was just a just, cough. You just cough. But I, but I definitely was like, oh shit, girl. Guess, yeah. Guess you fucking got the Rona. You I, know? <laughs> I wonder if even more than like seeing a thing of Clorox when we're 80 years old and feeling the need to like buy up is that like, what if for the rest of our lives, every time 
time someone coughs, we get like PTSD. I know. Like, because I well, feel like I that would... even started at the grocery stores like a couple of weeks ago or like on totally. And I... Yeah. Well, I also like, I, um, I was out right before Andrew and I left the city, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was out in like, I definitely haven't gotten the sort of like racist reaction the way that right. other people, the way that other Asian people have, yeah. but even, even, and like, I, I tend to be, if anything, I'm very insensitive to, to like casual racism. Like I, I, like I, I think I am an, un- like I underplay it if I've ever, you know, whenever I mm-hmm. come into contact with it, mm-hmm. but you know, definitely I was already like, I was in a grocery store and, you know, caught a vibe, right? Like caught a- yeah. And I was talking, like, there are just all these little things. I mean, even like, I-, I was talking to a friend who was a one and a half year old and, uh, you know, and he like is a brain scientist and was talking about like how his kid already is acting differently towards strangers because when they go for walks, they, av- they yeah, purposefully you, avoid yeah, strangers. Like right. And so this kid's like getting these cognitive cues and I, oh. there are all these things like I'm thinking about, um, I'm thinking about reporting a piece on like what it's like to get an abortion right now. I mean, I, I've been thinking wow. about, um, because there will be, there will be women that have to have children and there will be that are forced to have children. There will be women that can't have children because of this, because of the way they're halting IVF and egg freezing. And it's so, you know, like even four months, like in terms of, um, things like life experiences where four months means everything, right. If you've got like a, like a a terminally ill family member or like you're trying to get pregnant or you can't be pregnant or like I, I've just been thinking about, like, I don't think I understand what that is like for people. Mm. And I, you know, you keep thinking just so many people are experiencing that and things that I haven't even thought to think about. And it's, it's gotta be wild. It is. Yeah. And and that also helps give me perspective about like, you know, when I'm feeling a little stir crazy, it's just like that, you know, kind of being grateful that I'm not in um, any sort of danger, truly. Like, you know, if we, if we get it, we get it. I mean, that's, we all have a chance of getting it, but like, I have a, a less, uh, I don't have as likely of a chance as someone who's like forced to go work in their, in the grocery store. And I'm not yeah. a doctor and I don't have to be delivering packages or driving a, a public yeah. transportation. And like, you know, I think that there's, there's so many, yeah. It, the way that this is halting life for so many people, like the IVF thing, I feel like there's also something to be said about women who, um, are kind of like around our age where it's like, you know, all of a sudden you, yesterday you were 24 and now today you're you're thinking about your biological clock or whatever, but like there's, I mean, IVF, like if you, and there's so many people who are like, well, I can't just get pregnant randomly. So it does require conversations and appointments and planning and money. And you know, like you, there are people who are like up against time and and it sucks. And I mean, adoptions, like also like other ways of starting a family. Oh yeah. Right. Right. If you were trying to adopt right now, like I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. And I mean, even if you could still adopt, it's still, there's all, these processes of like things that you don't even think about people coming into your home people exactly uh, like coming to visit you know meeting different it's just there's so much stuff that requires physical communication and and like face-to-face contact to be able to make huge life choices um yeah and the IVF thing is like really heartbreaking and like you know yeah totally that's an expensive and painful and Mm -hmm. um arduous sort of like journey 
without all of this and now to add a pandemic on top of it feels I mean I just I can't even imagine there's so much there's so many things I feel like I haven't even thought about um yeah and how it's affecting people um on a lighter note uh before we we uh wrap up I would like to know where you got the rugs for your house and where you usually do your home decor shopping uh, oh so this is this is gonna make me sound like a real asshole but my so my boyfriend is an architect mm-hmm. and he gets like an insane discount <gasps> yeah. on yeah well that's why you're dating on, him so yeah, that's fine. yeah. <laughs> he so and it was like so basically everything in this house it's everything in this house is a hand-me-down. Like we, like one of our, one of our really good friends was moving in with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And so she just gave us her entire apartment, basically. Like Andrew's godparents were moving from Long Island to Florida and they just, you know, gave us whatever they didn't, you know, like they yeah, were like cleaning out their house. Mm-hmm. So we, we got super, super lucky and just picked up like everything in our house is from friends or from Craigslist. Nice. But we have three really fancy rugs from ABC Carpet. Nice. And it's, so nice and it's like I definitely would never have been able to afford it but Andrew gets this wild discount that's awesome and I've never felt more like just like a fancy ass bitch I love that yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny, like my my parents are really practical. Um, We have, you know, we don't like I think they've changed their furniture like once in the 30 years yeah. that they've lived or the 33 years that they've lived in their house. They're not like they redid their kitchen like 25 years after moving in. Like they're very much yeah. like, you know, we bought a couch and the, we can sit on the couch and the couch is comfortable. And we're not really thinking of yeah. it beyond that. But my mom always we have the same rug in our living room that, that we've had since like the late 80s. And it's it's, you know, a timeless sort of just Persian rug that was probably very very expensive and it it seems very unlike my parents to kind of buy something that expensive but the way that my parents talk about it is like we planned you know like you buy you can buy something like this 30 years exactly and it's like it's the same thing as the the bad bras and the bad lip balm yeah it's like there are some things exists your floor bra (laughs) it's like (laughs) at some point you can do the math and be like well I've bought you know seven $150 $150 rugs in the last like 10 years because they keep pilling or they, they don't look good or right, they fade. Right. Or you can just spend, you know, $1,500 on like a yeah. really nice rug and then be done with it. Um, yeah, yeah. And it feels so right. It's, it's funny, like entering this, like it is like right around this age, right? Yes. Where we're all sort of transitioning between like, Hmm. Like, do I buy the IKEA dresser or this night? Right. Yeah, I've had this nightstand <laughs> since college when I got it from like, you know, someone's roommate, right. you know, it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Bought it for $5 like, off. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Getting married also was a really good way to upgrade some of our furniture situations. Yeah. But LA is as proven to be an incredible place to thrift um, because they they don't see they either have so much there's so much um, material. There's so much stuff that they don't they have to just move stuff out. So it's priced differently. But like the chair that I was telling you that we bought that I Lysoled was like $20. Whereas I know if I walked into like a housing works in Chelsea in New York, they'd be like, that's um, like vintage and it's 225. You're like, this is someone's old chair. Like we're not, I'm not paying more than $20 for this, but it is incredible to, to see there's like some really good stuff. Uh, if you like look hard enough um, yeah. and and then you just have to kind of get into the game of maintaining it. But like a rug is super, it. Yeah. you just got to Lysol it. And unfortunately, there's no more Lysol left in the world. But yeah. I have this one can. I'm selling it for $200. Um, yeah. If anyone wants it. No, it's it's really funny. I'm, I'm looking at now I'm on the ABC home and carpet 
site. Yeah, these are so expensive. I mean, there are like literally $15,000 rugs on here. Um, Yeah, they're crazy. But it is sort of like, I get it. There are rich people in the world who think like, you know, of course, a $15,000 rug. Um, that makes sense to me. Uh, but that's not who I am. Um, but like, I really think there is, there is a, this is definitely the age where you learn there is a difference between something that costs a hundred dollars and something that costs a thousand dollars. It's the way that I think about vacuums. We were like, if we get the cheapest rugs that ABC has, (laughs) and then we've got the, you know, like 50% discount. I was like, you know what? It's reasonable. (laughs) It's also your home and, and you, and you're planning on like, who wants to change out the rug every two years? You're going to be there for a while. You're going to have like, you're going to, once, you have your kid you're probably going to be there a lot more because yeah it's there's more room and yeah get a nice rug and like yeah. if anyone else out there is listening and they're single just start dating an architect they're good deals yeah to be Date had. someone with a furniture discount exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> that should be like in <laughs> tinder like you should have to list yeah. like all of the perks that whatever your job affords you um Gia, yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for for coming on g thanks just bought it and um singing yeah thanks the for having me praises this was very very fun and thanks everyone for listening remember that you can follow G thanks just bought it on Instagram we're at um, G thanks just bought it pod and we also have a phone number where you can call and give your recommendations or ask questions and you might be featured on an upcoming episode of the podcast the number is 424-245-0736 Gia tell everybody where they can follow you um, and where they can buy trick mirror if they have not read it already Oh, um, I'm Gia Tortellini on Instagram mm-hmm. and Gia Tolentino on Twitter. Perfect. And, and yeah, once, you know, once bookstores reopen or if you're buying from an indie right now to keep them alive. Yes. Um, you can get a trick mirror there. Bye. From- oh, let me, let me shout out my favorite indie, Please do. which is, um, when I was in, I went to grad school in Michigan in Ann Arbor and there is a bookstore called Literati that I love and they are still taking online orders for nice. the time being and they're doing $1 shipping. That's so. amazing. That's yeah. a great reminder. Um, everyone, you know, it. you can buy local even if it's not your local bookstore. Um, Amazon is not the place to buy books. I know we do a lot of Amazon shopping on this podcast, but if you can, always support your local bookstores. We don't want to live in a world where there are no more local bookstores. Um, and it doesn't have to be your local bookstore. Uh, there are tons of bookstores out there doing $1 shipping. And right now, Amazon's deprioritizing books. Someone showed me that they tried ordering Hey Ladies the other day and it said it wouldn't ship until May 3rd. And I'm pretty sure it's not because it sold out. Um, yeah. I think it's just because they are trying to get the essentials out to the people who need them, which I understand, but do not wait six weeks for a book. Um, There are bookstores uh, in the country that are working hard to get orders out, giving you discounts on the shipping. And it's a good time to support them Buy a gift card, get your holiday shopping done early um, and read Trick Mirror because it's wonderful. But though I would like another edition out with like an update with like a pandemic essay. Um, (laughs) I feel like it's, it's going to be necessary. Um, and I'm looking forward to, to reading all of the work that you're writing, uh, around this time, because I feel like it's going to be something that we're going to have to be talking about for a really long time. Like we're going to have to be telling our generations that come after us about what this was like. So I'm looking forward to reading about the, um, mutual aid funds piece. Do you know when that's coming out? I don't know. I'm still like probably maybe like next week, the week afterwards. Um, but yeah, thanks, thanks, Caroline. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, thank you.